Hey, DJ Flook here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. Today's Stadium Scene Podcast is brought to you by. Hey, Kate, do you like deals? Of course, who doesn't? Well, good, because if you said no, this read would have become really awkward. Well, that's something you're pretty good at. Well, I know you are, but what am I? Really? Your maturity level's showing. Thank you. Anyway, did you know Amazon has an entire page dedicated to daily deals? No, I didn't. They have deals that update each day and other deals that pop up throughout the day. No matter when you go and visit, there are always new items. Let me guess. You can see the latest deals by visiting stadiumscene.com forward slash Amazon. How'd you know that? Come on, did you really think I didn't know about Amazon deals? I was just playing along to mess with you. <sighs> Thanks a lot. Thanks for wasting my time. StadiumScene.com forward slash Amazon. Live from a makeshift recording studio, somewhere in the middle of the desert, this is the Stadium Scene Podcast. With your hosts... DJ Flook. I suck at trivia and I suck at telling jokes. Kate Thompson. The Jack Man, which is just the most awesome name. And Jillian Fisher. No, that was just because I'm crazy as hell. <laughs> You're listening to the Stadium Scene Podcast. And welcome to today's episode. Uh, Jillian is traveling back from the Gold Cup. And have, uh, if you've been watching it, you probably saw her on TV numerous times, which I don't know how she does it, but she ends up on TV. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, she was the one dressed as Wonder, Ru- Wonder Woman sitting in the front row. And we should have her back next episode when she, her uh, voice recovers. If you've been following her on Instagram, you can tell she sounds like she's been smoking for about 50 years. So... We'll have her back in, um, but today we wanted to uh, start bringing in some some reader interaction, and we uh, we posted a question earlier this week on our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter pages, and it was uh, you know in response to the Los Angeles Dodgers to be rumored uh, selling the naming rights to Dodger Stadium for a whopping twelve million dollars a year. Uh, and what are your thoughts on just stadium naming rights in general? So. Um, before we get in, read some of our comments that we got. Uh, let's. Uh, we're going to introduce our guest, Kate. You want to jump in and do that? Okay, so today we have a guest. He's a race director for running, and he's a White Sox fan, so we thought he'd be great to discuss this topic as Comiskey has gone from U.S. cellular to guaranteed rate field. So... I'd like to introduce Tony Thompson. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I, th- I think we need to do a full disclosure here before we move on. 
Oh, you mean the part where he's my brother? Yes, there we go. So, if you guess, if you would have uh, assumed the name sound familiar, well, that's why. So, Tony, thanks for being with us today. Um, you know, we thought with the, the naming rights, the uh, guaranteed rate field has come up a lot in, in these discussions. So, you know, what, what do you think? You know, being a White Sox fan and, you know, the last few years haven't been so great and... You know the the naming from Comiskey to to U.S. Cellular was bad enough, but you know what what were your thoughts when they announced that the new stadium name would be a mortgage company, obscure mortgage company that their logo is a giant red arrow pointing down? I mean, it's it is very fitting for uh, the season they're having this year with uh, losing thirteen of fourteen games or fourteen of fifteen now. I think it is, uh, but you know they're they're trying and. Uh, they have to each company uh you know they have to pay the bills and to, to, sometimes when you're not having great uh attendance as we white Sox fans don't tend to attend games um they, they need to make their revenue somehow to pay their players and uh this is how they decided to do it and uh i mean guaranteed rate it's the red arrow it's it's gonna get catchy i'm thinking i'm gonna start making i'm thinking i'm gonna make a flag <laughs> red arrow pointed down and uh start flying it every single time they magically pull off a victory this year so it's kind of like the the opposite of the, of the uh, the Cubs. You know, when they win, you get the red arrow down, as in the opponent going down. Exactly. There you go. But it, okay. it, it could be a multi-purpose flag. You could you fly it when they lose because it's like, wow, we're terrible. We're going down, and then we could be like, when they win, it's like, wow, your team's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a very interesting way to look at it. See, see and, and you know, the whole reason the Cubs do the whole W flag is is. You know, from back in the day before people had little computers in their pockets and knew everything that was going on at any given time. You know, people taking the train home, they'd go by Wrigley Field and they'd see the, the you know, the, the white W flag up or the blue L flag. And a lot of years it was more times the blue L flag than the W flag. But at least people coming home on the train or heading out back to the, the northern suburbs would, would know... Uh, how the Cubs did. So yes, we're taking the, uh, that to the next level with the, the red arrow. So jumping in, we had a, uh, good turnout from, uh, from some reader comments and Caleb on Instagram, when we asked, what did you think of, of stadiums in general? He said, you know, I hate them, but some of them actually sound good, just not guaranteed right field. I'm like, that's pretty specific. So. Yeah. My favorite was from Josh on Instagram that said they are annoying. No, Nobody wants to go to the KFC Yum Arena or the Smoothie King Arena, so I have to give them that. Yeah, the Smoothie King Arena or Smoothie King, I think it's actually called the Smoothie King Center, but we get the point. Um, we put together a nice, uh, a nice little list of some pretty bad stadium names, and you know, KFC Yum Center in Louisville, where the University of, of Louisville plays their basketball game, that's that's pretty bad. Um, Smoothie King Center, that's that's pretty bad, too. The Red Wings and the Pistons are going to be moving into Little Caesars Arena, which, you know, the Red Wings and kind of tailed off in recent years, or in the last year, rather. But, you know, after all the years of success at Joe Louis Arena, and they come in and play at Little Caesars Arena, that doesn't scream success. My personal favorite, Dick's Sporting Goods Park. You know, everybody who doesn't live under a rock has heard of Dick's Sporting Goods and as you might guess, the fans came up with a nickname for this place. So, Kate, I'm Ooh, gonna, can I I'm, guess? Can yeah, I guess? Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you say it. 
It's called the dick. The dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, we're gonna head over to the dick. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's got a great great ring to it. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about that. So yeah, but uh, looking at our Instagram posts, Bree from Fights with Bree, who's been a previous guest, brought up a very good point. Sometimes the fans just don't recognize the corporate name. Like you have Mile High, for, where the Broncos play. Um, people are still calling it just Mile High. They're not calling it anything else. They're not adding sports authority, which we all know is gone. So, so on, that, uh, on that note, <laughs> I actually did some, some homework on this. Um, so the, the first stadium that we were able to find that uh, went to a corporate name was you know, back, I'm not sure how long ago this was, but this is a while back, that uh, Sportsman Park in St. Louis, where the St. Louis Cardinals played. You know, Anheuser-Busch, their family have ownership in the Cardinals. Um, still do, I believe. And they wanted to expand the Budweiser brand as it was growing nationally and they wanted to call the place Budweiser Field but the president of the National League Ford C Frick didn't want a beer sponsor because it kind of took away from the whole family vibe uh, of uh, you know coming to the ball game bringing your kids over to Budweiser Field so they compromised and they ended up going with the uh, Anheuser-Busch family name of calling it Bush Stadium and now we're on the third Bush Stadium I believe uh, so, you know, that's kind of where this originated. So you can thank, you know, Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, InBev, AB, whatever, whatever they're called now. You can thank them for, for starting this trend. So, Kate, I think you got a few details on some of the uh, failures that we've, we've seen as far as, as naming rights go. What do, what, do we, what do you got there? Okay, so the first failed name that I can th- comes to my head is Enron. There was a $100 million 30-year deal, and it was bought back for $2.1 million after the scandal. So Yeah, that, that, that wasn't very good. So, you know, Enron Field, which is Minute Maid Park in Houston, the opened up, they left the, you know, the legendary Astrodome, and they go in, and, you know, you've got Ken Lay coming out and throwing the first pitch, and, you know, less than two years later, all of a sudden, that doesn't look like such a good deal after all, so... Uh, you know, two years into the deal, they buy it back. It's Astros Park for a little while, and then they sign a 28-year deal with Minute Maid to uh, to cover that up. But you know, if you look at on eBay and look for Enron Field memorabilia, there's actually a uh, there's actually a lot of stuff on there from like the opening day and everything, and it's it's pretty expensive because people like buying this crazy, you know, scandal memorabilia. So, what else you got there, Kate? Uh, there's Pro Player Stadium in Miami. Um, that went bankrupt in 1999, but the name was kept until 2005. And there's Sports Authority Field. So, Sports Authority. Yeah, Sports Authority Field's falling in the same uh, category as, as Pro Player Stadium. That you know We're going into now year two of Sports Authority Field at Mile High when Sports Authority went out of business around this time last summer. Yeah. One thing I noticed was I was looking into this a little bit. A lot of the contracts are for 15, 20, 25, 30 years. Who, I 
don't even know if I'm going to be around in that amount of time. So why are these contracts so long? That's a very good question. I mean, that's just kind of the trend. Um, you know, if you look at it, some of the biggest deals that we've had, like MetLife Stadium in, in New Jersey where the, the Giants and the, the Jets play, they signed a 25-year deal for $18 million a year, which is the highest that has ever been. And, you know, that probably offset maybe, I don't know what MetLife Stadium cost. It wasn't cheap. Uh, it's easily, you know, it probably covered a third, maybe half the cost of, uh, of what that stadium cost. Because, you know, that nothing in New York is ever cheap, as anyone who's ever been to New York knows. So the other one, the Pro Player Stadium in Miami, that's a, that's a strange one because I, I had to really think back here. That Pro Player, you know, it was around 1995, 1996 that this deal was signed. Do you guys, either of you remember Pro Player, like the sporting goods company, the like, clothing? I don't. There's no recollection here. No, the Pro Player, like, it, it was kind of like on the level of, of champion, I think or starter or you know it was they were kind of all at the the same kind of level in the 90s and and just pro player just kind of disappeared and you know that's probably why they disappeared because i don't really rem i mean i i remember the name but i don't i don't think i ever owned anything made by pro player and i don't really know anyone who, who did so i don't even know what the logo even looks like i, I, yeah, I don't either so <laughs> on that note I, i'm sure everybody here had a starter jacket as a kid no, I did not. You, you did not have a starter Ever. jacket. I even I had a starter jacket. Did, now, did you have? You know, they had the two jackets, and the one was that was like kind of a half zip that had like the little pouch. Yeah, I that's had, the one I had. You I, had that I, one. I, I yeah, did. I, I didn't. I never had that one. Um, I had the full zip jacket. But who? Who? What team did you have? I actually think it was a White Sox one <laughs> <laughs> that um, I bought. At the thrift 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 store. Um, here, so trigger. We're, we're really digging back for mine, but um, I don't know why I I was probably six or seven years old and I got it because I thought the logo was awesome. I had a uh, Los Angeles Raiders starter jacket. It was pretty awesome. Oh man. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, it was all you know. You get the black jacket and on the back the the Raider logo with the guy with the eye patch. It was uh, it was pretty awesome for being like seven years old. You got a Got a one-eyed guy. Yeah, it was pretty awesome for uh, for being a kid. But looking back on it, not one of my smarter smarter decisions I made. So there's been some failed companies, but there's also been some pretty big deals, such as MetLife, as we've already discussed. Uh, or no, we haven't. That's eighteen million a year for twenty five years. You have AT and T Stadium and um city field for 20 or 400 million dollar deal that's 20 million for 20 years um chase center where the golden state warriors play 10 million per year for will, 20 will, years will be playing that's their new new venue i knew that <laughs> so I, I just on a side note i just looked up the pro player logo and it still doesn't ring a bell um apparently <laughs> apparently they're still around but it's, it's hilarious that the it's a it's like a basketball a sleeveless basketball shirt and it just says on the front of it all I know is winning clearly not but that's uh 
I can understand why this company didn't really uh, catch on. So, huh. so did what, like, with these like deals, these big mega deals, these four hundred million dollar deals for AT and T and City Field, like, are these is this money going into it? Because I, I thought from my understanding that it was like owners and some of the cities would subsidize it, and like this, I thought this was just deals for just owners, just gaining. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's it too. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Is that this money's not going back to the taxpayers? This is uh, yeah. You know, the taxpayer subsidized a chunk or even half or all of the stadium, and then the owner signs the deal for $450 million. Nope. That goes no. right into the owner's pocket. Hey, gotta <laughs> love that. Hey, I have a question for Tony. Uh-oh. Um, with you being a race director, you get to name your race whatever you want. Would you ever consider a corporate name for your race? Um. Since I'm more of in the, in the trail running type grassroots type deal, I would I would not consider that, just because I like to keep it low key and like we we like to get the name out there for like small businesses and stuff like that. But like we we would never take um like a Chase Bank hosts the Weedle Farm Fifty. <laughs> what what if they approached you with a check for a hundred thousand dollars? I would say that that's very nice of you. But this is not what my <laughs> race is about. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I, yeah, I thought to say, hey, where do I sign? I'm like, I'll get a chase tattoo on my back if you give me a check for hundred thousand dollars. I just, I just can't get behind that. Like, I go to those big races. I go to the Chicago Marathon. I go to those stuff. And it's just like, you, you don't get the family feel. Like, you feel like it's, it is like a corporate event. Like they're trying to make money off of it. Like. The type of races I, I do, we, we there there's barely any money gain exchanging hands. Like race directors rarely break even. That's interesting. I've never actually been involved with the uh, the behind the scenes of a race, so we're going off topic here. I'm I'm curious to learn a little bit more about this. So your race, this is a a 50 mile run. It is um a 50 mile run on. Saturday and uh, it's a 20 mile run also and then on Sunday there's a there's a 30 mile option and a 10 mile option and that's in October right that is correct it is October oh man <laughs> 21st and 22nd there you go Mr. Race Director <laughs> he's, he's as prepared as we are oh yeah professional here the one thing I find really cool about Tony's race because you know I'm a little bit involved. I need to know everything. Um, is they're having handmade medals for this? Handmade. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're finding we're finding Not trees. Hammers. We're finding trees that have fallen down in in the area, and we're gonna drill a hole in them, and uh, gonna put a flower that they they have these wild flowers that they are natural to the area, and we're going to put a resin and solidify that inside the middle of the tree ranch man this is straight up hippie stuff that's awesome it, it is it's <laughs> I, I i can't claim the idea for myself my my wife is the the genius behind that idea so so is uh is registration still open for your event registration's still open uh and in terms of miles like more buck for your dot like more, more miles for your dollar like we're, we are great we're, we're like around like a dollar <laughs> to come out and do that stuff so 
And where can you sign up? You can find us at uh, on Ultra Sign Up. Go to Ultra Sign Up, search uh, Weedle Farm 50, and you can find us there. You can also find us on Facebook at the Weedle Farm 50. Can you uh, spell that for us, please, for us it is. spelling challenged? Oh, it's the W-E-D-E-L Farm 50. And just one other thing, because I think it's so cool. Tony on Instagram and within the running community is known as the pajama runner. Um, he wears pajama pants while running. All the time. That's how he makes friends. Um, he even has cut off pajama pants. But um, if, you run, if you run the 50 miler and the 50k, which is the 30, um, you actually get a pair of pajama pants. Yeah, it's just, it's the sweet swag we're offering. That's that's the sign of a good race. Is is you know, you sign up and you get the bag and you look and they're like, oh, that's awesome. I, <laughs> I can't say I've been too many races I've signed up or I've opened up the bag and. And and said that's awesome about the stuff they're giving out. So yes, very very nice. That's pretty uh, pretty awesome there. Oh yeah. So we're going to uh, shift gears here real quick. Um, one one of the things. Speaking, you know, on the topic of Chase Bank sponsoring. Believe it or not, banks, financial insurance companies actually make the most in the way of uh, stadium sponsorships. So. Any of, of our, we'll say, five major professional sports, six major professional sports, we'll count the MLS and WNBA. Kate, how many stadiums would you think have bank sponsors? No cheating. Oh, oh no cheating? Yes. So I, I won't search on the internet for this one. Um, 15 or 16? The answer is actually 18, believe it or not. Um, I'm not going to read them all. You can easily figure that out on uh, on stadiumscene.com. You look through it, and you're like, oh, that's a bank, that's a bank, that's a bank. Uh, financial companies like uh, uh, like Raymond James and TD uh, Ameritrade sponsors the TD Garden in Boston and, and Scott Trade Center, excuse me, in, in St. Louis. They have a little bit of interaction. There's five of those. And then there's 10 insurance companies that are mixed in. Believe it or not, when you hear Great American Ballpark, do you think insurance company? No, I think of bagels. I think of America. That's more of the answer I was going for. I'm not sure how. Where, where do you come up with bagels? Great American Bagel. Okay. It's a, it's a bagel shop in, in our in our hometown. Okay, so it's it's a, a local thing. Okay. <laughs> like where in the hell did you come up with that? <laughs> You're just jealous that you can't think of bagels on the fly. I can think of bagels on the fly, just not when I'm thinking about the you know, Great American Ballpark. That's uh, pretty obscure. So, believe it or not, Great American is actually an insurance company. I would never guess that. So that's, I think that's actually one of the names where that actually, from a you know a baseball perspective, it fits really nicely, and it actually disguises the corporate sponsorship pretty uh, pretty well. I think. So, I, so I have a question for you. Both of you can guess here. How many um, baseball stadiums for Major League Baseball do not have corporate names? Uh, <laughs> Just throw a number out. I'm, I'm going to go seven. Uh, I'm going to go nine. It's actually ten. Oh, I was close. Swing um, and a miss? Oh. NFL oh. teams. Oh. That was horrible. 
I do control the editing on this. <laughs> <laughs> I can make it sound as good or as bad as we want it to. <laughs> it's um, it, I'm gonna guess five, ish. Uh, I'll go four. Well, five ish was closest with for six. How, how much is an ish? Uh, I feel like I feel like it's it, it could round up or down like about two. Okay. So I feel I feel like that's correct. <laughs> so I'm gonna jump in here. So the NBA and the NHL have uh, the same number. Any guesses there? Mm, zero. One. One. That's correct. Now bonus points. Name it. Uh. I, I don't actually follow NBA or NHL, so... <laughs> you should know it. It's the quote-unquote world's most famous stadium, Madison Square Garden in New York. That is, ah. that is your lone... Yeah, your lone NBA and NHL uh, stadium that's uh, open and operational right now. I mean, there's a couple that are being either considered or proposed and they're being, you know, have temporary names, but uh, of the stadiums in operation, Madison Square Garden is your only one. Do the Islanders and Rangers play... At that, at that stadium? Uh, no, just just the Rangers. The Islanders actually play over in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. They, oh, nice. uh, they used to be out in Long Island in Nassau Coliseum, but they uh, a couple of years ago moved into Brooklyn to try to target that market a little bit. And, um, ironically, uh, we're going to go in, and go into our last segment here momentarily, but ironically, none of the major auto racing tracks in North America have corporate sponsor names. You know, when you think of NASCAR and auto racing, you know, corporate sponsor is like the first thing that that uh, that it screams out. But they actually limit the sponsorship to the name of the event and the cars and the drivers and and their firstborn child. And and that's uh, that's about it. So uh, there's a pretty cool thing about like I, I know a little bit about the Denver Broncos. I'm, I'm a diehard Broncos fan. Uh, why not, not born and raised, not born and raised <laughs> there. But, you know, my, my loyalties to Chicago at, end with um the colors and, and with the Chicago White Sox and uh, then my, my loyalties go west to, to Colorado for I don't know why, but uh, is that oh. something to do with the legalization of a certain product there. Hey, hey, hey. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Littering and what? Smoking um, the but, Reaper. Smoking the Reaper. But with the uh, Mile High uh, Stadium, I, I know a little bit about that. Um, they currently the, the sports authority owned owned the rights, but um. The Broncos bought that back just recently. Um, earlier in the offseason, they had a court case that got settled, and they, they, they got the naming rights back, but they're currently trying to sell them again. And they're having a little, little bit of a problem because out in Colorado, with it now being legalized, uh, now we have a problem of uh, the marijuana dealers being the highest bidders. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's takes, literally uh... going to be... Yes, takes mile, mile high to the uh, to a new level here, which is awesome. I take it to the mile high level. God damn it! <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, my wife and I we went out there back in 2013 for the AFC Ch- AFC Championship game, and that was just right when they first legalized it. And uh, they beat the Patriots. Get outside the stadium, and people were yelling, "We're going to the Super Bowl!" and lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. A possum? No, I said that is awesome. Thank you very much. I totally heard possum there. Just saying. So the, 
I'm looking at some of the names of, of companies that have ties to Colorado. Um, there's Aurora Cannabis at Mile High Stadium. That's uh, that's that's got a nice ring to it. Seems seems good. Uh, Canopy Growth at Mile High Stadium. That's not too bad. That that that, that actually makes sense. You know. Oh, they're Canopy, based in Toronto, wow. but it looks like they've got a a, a pretty good hold in the uh, Colorado market. Yeah, and to, to go out more about this mile high there in the cannabis market, they, they've actually gotten enough money that they're giving money back to their citizens. <laughs> <laughs> While they're under the influence of marijuana. <laughs> Here, oh, yeah. take, take the money back. Take, take the money back. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. You know what, I hope that happens because that would be uh, just a great kind of middle finger to the establishment. I don't think the NFL would ever allow it, though, because no. they're notorious for being no fun. Because it's a performance-enhancing drug. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Robin Williams who once said, um, you know, you got these Olympic athletes having their medals taken away for testing positive for marijuana and them calling it a, a performance-enhancing drug. And it's like, unless you put a big Hershey bar at the finish line, no, it's not a performance-enhancing <laughs> drug. <laughs> so, Kate... Um, we're going to go into trivia now. My favorite segment. Yes. It's time once again for everyone's favorite segment, Kate Stadium Scene Podcast Trivia. Kate, you've got your evil trivia for the day. Uh-oh. Will DJ and Jillian be able to answer her questions? Yeah. Yeah! Or will it just end up in embarrassment and humiliation? <laughs> The she, she has the evil laugh down. She, she did an evil laugh on us. So what is our topic for today? If I, I should know this already. Our topic is, if you haven't guessed it already, is naming. Marijuana. <laughs> no, Marijuana. not Marijuana. <laughs> People who are listening are playing along because DJ, not knowingly, said one of the answers already. Yes. So hopefully they know, too. So, sorry, what was the topic? <laughs> uh, naming rights, and Dude. you should probably lay off the marijuana, DJ. I'm clean. I just got drug tested for work last week. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yes, it was... They, uh, my company, my day job, they send an email to HR like once a week and they say, the following people need to go get a drug test today. And uh, I've just noticed people around my row have been getting called and I'm just like, oh, I must be next. And one day I come in there and they're like, can I come down? Can you come down to HR? I'm like, oh, this will be good. I come down and like, congratulations, you're getting drug tested. Please go now. I'm like, awesome. So, yes, I'm still working there. So clearly I passed. Somehow. <laughs> okay, so the first question. What is our buzz in is... word? Oh, your buzz in word is marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> that's too this long. This episode is brought to you that, by marijuana. That, that's that's too long. We need short. How about pot? <laughs> okay, pot. <laughs> so the first question. Coors is known to have the best deal um, for naming rights 
for of course field in Colorado. What is that deal? How much are they paying per year? Uh, um, money. That isn't even the buzzer yeah, word. Yeah, it's not even the buzzer word. <laughs> um, where do you come from? Nothing? No, I'm stumped. Uh, I got to guess, though. Pot. DJ. It is. Wait, wait, what did you ask for? How much per year or how much total? Yeah, how much per year? $8 million. Tony, you want to throw in a number? Uh, $8.1 million. This is not the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually $0 per year. Uh, yeah. Cause Their original contract in 1995 told them, it, or said, you pay $15 million for the naming rights, you'll have it forever. That's a that's a fair deal for uh, the team, especially <laughs> now with the rates. Yeah, yeah, that's also uh, kind of a trick question. So I should have figured as much. Okay, so we just saw said how much Coors paid for naming rights. Um, the most expensive naming rights are eighteen million a year. Who or what stadium? Okay. Actually, no. Damn See, it. See, you, you have to wait for her to finish. I've learned this mistake. You have to wait for her to finish the question because she'll take something that sounds very obvious and go completely into left field with it. So let's let's hear the full question now. <laughs> Most expensive stadium at $18 million per year that is home to the New York Mets is what? Well, that's uh, pot. And the home of the New York Mets is City Field, but that's interesting because my my research said they're getting twenty million a year. <laughs> Everywhere I checked, at eighteen. So who's yeah? Who's your who's, who's your source? Huh? Google. Oh, I I got it from Forbes. Uh. Anyway, I, I think I get the pop point. up. Thank you. Cite your sources. Yeah. Okay. So we now know how much the most expensive is. And how much the least expensive is, what year did the steep increase of price for naming rights occur? What? Where do you come up with these? These are hard <laughs> trivia questions. Like, when I go to the bar, people will say, well, how much money was spent on this? What's that body part attached to your shoulder? <laughs> attached to your shoulder? Yes. It could be multiple. You have your collarbone, you have okay, your neck. Okay, all right. Just, you, you ruined the joke. <laughs> yeah. So, so what year did the time. spike happen? Yeah. Um, let's think here. That must be a new concept for you. <laughs> Bite me. Um, a little pot. Okay. And I'll say 2000 and... Wrong. Ah! Tony, want to throw out something? 2005. Tony's the closest, but not right. It was 1999. Ah. And that would have been with... And you don't know? (laughs) Nope. All I know is they were preparing for Y2K and just jacked up the price. Um... 
What was the name of Wrigley Field before it was changed by the owner of Wrigley Gum in 1927? Pot. DJ. It, at the time, it was uh, Wiegman Park. Wrong. Oh, that was no. the name before it. That was the name before it. Oh, son of a... There... I'm ashamed Tony? of myself. Um, shoot. It was uh... not called Shoot. Darn it. <laughs> it wasn't called that either. Yeah. I know what it Would is you now. Would guess? I know what it is um, now. Oh, my God. Cubs Park? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> okay. And final question. What stadium has recently dropped their sponsorship in their name? That's kind of a vague question. When did they drop it? Recently. Just. <laughs> You don't know when just is? Come on. Yeah, it's just like in the last couple of weeks or in the last six months or in the past year. Um, pot. And DJ. it is the now Oakland Coliseum. Correct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I DJ won, but I wasn't keeping score. I did win. It was two to one. It's like who slides it anyway. The, the points, points don't matter. The points don't matter because we're all idiots. <laughs> I like finding the most complex and obscure questions. Yes, that's why it's your evil trivia. You gotta, you gotta warn a guest here. Yeah, she makes it hard, and it's brutal. I'm on a win streak. This is three in a row. I'll have to fix that. <laughs> you need to pick better, better questions. Questions that need answering. <laughs> so uh we are uh i was expecting this to be a quick episode today but we're actually running long so that's uh that's pretty interesting so uh we're going to wrap up wrap up the show today so tony thanks for being on the show and again uh you want to plug your uh, your race yeah if, if you're into running long distances and suffering come out and try out the weedle farm 50 it's going to be really really fun kind of I will not be participating in that. I played 18 holes of golf this morning, and uh, I'm tired after walking 18 holes. So we're going to leave it at that. So on that note, uh, stadiumseed.com, stadiumseed.tv. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest at Stadium Scene and our obscure, again, Instagram account, stadium underscore scene. Jillian will be back next time, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to today's Stadium Scene podcast. Visit us at stadiumscene.com and stadiumscene.tv. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play Store.